welcome to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to helping coaches create successful team experiences through the use of quotes. I'm your host, Scott Rosberg. In each episode, we'll discuss one quote that I've found can be inspirational, motivational, and helpful on your coaching journey to become your best, so you can help your teams become their best. So lace them up tight, focus on your target, listen up and take notes as we dive in to today's Great Quote for Coaches. All right, and welcome back to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is episode 77 of the podcast, and we are pretty close to wrapping up our series on John Wooden's Pyramid of Success and the many quotes that I have talked about throughout this series. We've made our way through the building blocks. There were 15 building blocks in Wooden's Pyramid of Success. And we've been going through the mortar elements that he had that bind those blocks together. We are down to the last two mortar elements. And these these were up at the top of the pyramid where the, the final building block, competitive greatness, resides. And so on either side of competitive greatness are these final two mortar elements. Wouldn't the way, you know, I saw him... Uh, say it in in the book that we've been taking all of our information from coach wooden's pyramid of success building blocks for a better life by john wooden and jay cardi as well as a, a few other books and and places where i've read about the pyramid he felt that these last two mortar elements he saved these for the top cuz in his mind they were as import as important as anything else that he could uh, consider in terms of the mortar elements. And quite honestly, he probably uh, would have looked at these as being as important as any is of the building blocks too. I, I get the feeling, again, it's just, just me uh, editorializing, uh, speculating. I get the feeling that he created the pyramid, the 15 blocks, and went, gosh, there's a lot more to it than just these building blocks. Let's, let's bind, them to, bind them together and started uh, you know, coming up with his, his mortar elements. Otherwise, he would have had, what, 30, <laughs> somewhere around 30 building blocks. It would have been a giant pyramid. Uh, and uh, I think he want, probably, again, just me speculating, probably wanted to keep, keep the pyramid itself um, fairly manageable and then started uh, adding the mortar elements afterward. Okay, enough of my editorializing on... Why? How John Wooden created his pyramid of success. Let's get to this mortar element. Mortar element number nine, patience. Uh, isn't it ironic? Here I was just taking my sweet time getting on to this one, and you were growing impatient, wanting to hear, what is this mortar element, Scott? Have patience, my friends. And that is exactly what Wooden's talking about in this one. He says, good things take time. And uh, this is so true. Uh, yes, there are some things that'll come to us quickly, come to us right away, and yeah, they can be good. But the great things in life, really, they do take time. And so Wooden starts off by saying, patience is the ability to wait and calmly persevere. And I love that he said it this way, because so many of us, when we think of patience, we think of the wait part, right? Oh, 
reminded of a great Tom Petty song, The Waiting is the Hardest Part, and it is true. Um, but it's the second part here that I love so much because it's not that you're just waiting and doing nothing. No, no. You have to persevere. You have to keep going. You have to keep working or keep focusing on doing what you need to do. And so don't just wait. Wait and keep whatever it is, pushing, reading, focusing, communicating, helping, whatever it is that you're doing. Just keep doing that thing. But understand that the success that you're seeking isn't just going to happen, boom, like that. It's it's going to take some time. Real success. And, and you'll hear as we continue on how much of that wouldn't really believed in. He said, we all grow impatient, but some people have more trouble with it than others do. We tend to forget that, and he said, all good things take time. Personally, I kind of think that should be most good things take time because, yes, there are some things that will come to us quicker, um, sometimes even almost immediately. I mean, think about the you know, we, we're speaking here to coaches more than anybody else. Think about the athletic moments that some young people have had or some professionals have had where in their very first game, something big happened to them, right? So, I mean, and, and some would say, well, it took them years to get up to that level. Absolutely. And so there's where their patience was. I'm just saying that there are times where something can happen quite quickly and we didn't really need to have that that long patience that we're speaking of here. But for the most part, absolutely, the really important great things in our lives take time. And so we have to be patient with them. He used the example of Christmas, for instance, the anticipation that kids will have. Well, anybody can have. but the, that, And the waiting for it and the building up to it. It just heightens the excitement then for the kids on Christmas Eve. They can't sleep. I mean, it's just that excitement. We all know that. We all feel that. I imagine everybody, right as I said that, said, said that about Christmas Eve and about that, you were brought right back to your childhood and that feeling that anticipation, that excitement. Uh, he talks about childbirth, you know, the nine months of the excitement growing for the couple and then the what, what the expectant mother goes through and then those last two months, how difficult it starts to become. But when it's all done, oh, the prize is, the joy is just so worth it. Um, he, John Wooden grew up on a farm and so he talked about harvest. And how the various seasons on a farm, the planting, the watering, and the waiting, and the waiting, and the waiting, and then finally the harvest. You know, without the first two, the planting, watering, and just working at it and and doing all that you have to do to then have the patience work in your favor to have a great harvest. Without those first two, the third really doesn't happen. Um, I remember as a kid, the Heinz ketchup they, they did a great, uh, had a great commercial, great campaign, and, and they used, I believe it was Carly Simon was the singer who sang, Anticipation is Making Me Wait. Um, I think that was her. And uh, they used that song, and they had the, the ketchup bottle, and it's 
you don't see any ketchup coming out. You don't see it coming out. You don't see it coming out. And then finally, here it comes, here it comes. And, oh, we're so excited. We got the ketchup onto our burger. Nowadays, what do we have? We have plastic squeeze bottles. There we go. There's your ketchup. You don't have to wait for it. There's no anticipation. There's no smacking the bottom of the bottle. There's no sticking a knife up into the bottle. All of you older people who used those glass bottles know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's that anticipation. That, that waiting for it that just builds the excitement that much more. He said often time adds value to an accomplishment. We shouldn't expect good things, the big things in life, to happen just overnight. And we'll have a quote actually uh, today that deals with that exact concept. And then the flip side of this, when things do come to us too easily and too quickly, it can kind of cheapen the outcome. Like inheriting a lot of money, winning the lottery. Not that those wouldn't be great things for people to have happen to them. But a lot of times you just don't appreciate the struggle. Whether it's it's a monetary thing like that or anything else where something happened quickly. you know. And so because of that, we often don't handle the value of it all that well. Think about the things in your life that you worked and worked and saved and saved and then you finally purchased as opposed to the things that you saw um, late in the year, asked for for Christmas or right before birthday, were given, and then now you had them. It's just a different feeling, and it's a different, I'm going to use the word commitment. not sure if it's the right word, but uh, the word commitment. It's a different commitment that you end up having for that thing because you didn't really go through a struggle and go through the weight and the anticipation, the excitement of it. He talked about young people, how impatient young people can be. And, of course, anybody, you don't have to be young, can be impatient. I'm going to touch on some of the things that you know I've been impatient with through, through my adult years even. But he said oftentimes young people want things to change and move quickly. Well, that's, yeah, that's a classic part of youth. Boom, boom, let's go, let's go. We want more things now, and I want to get older now, and I want it this now. They often fail to see the benefits of waiting. Now, I want you to keep in mind. When he wrote this, now he, he, he wrote this not too long ago. He wasn't, you know, a young man. He was quite a, on in years. But even since him writing this, I don't believe there were smartphones when he wrote this. Maybe there were, but they were still quite new and probably didn't have near the capabilities that they have now. Uh, we didn't have the warp speed internet that we have, 5G, all of this type of stuff. The more we have... The ability to immediately get the things we want. DoorDash, I'm hungry, ding dong, there we go, there's your food. The more we have these types of, of instant gratification elements in our lives, the harder it is to deal with when we don't get those things. And, um, and so young people, because this is what they've grown up with and continue to grow up with, I think it makes them that much it makes it that much more difficult for them to appreciate, accept and embrace the concept of patience. Yeah, anytime I'm as I'm going through these I think of my own son and um you know what he has grown up with. He's 20 right now. He'll turn 21 later this year. And just the the speed with which he has been able to get whatever he wants so to speak. Uh, I, I think of music. I was the same way. Oh, an album's coming out, and I would wait, and then I'd save up money, and then I'd go and buy the album. Now, oh, 
the album came out. I'm downloading it right now. It's on my iTunes. I have it. And that's how he is with his Spotify. It's just a different world. And it's great. Not, not that there's a problem with that, but the lack of being able to handle the patience necessary for some of the really important things that take time. I think that some, some of sometimes young people and now people in general, my, as I said, myself included, we're kind of struggling with that aspect. In general, though, we, we do get more patient as we get older. Again, in general, not always, but in general. We don't ruffle as easily when things you know, don't happen right away. Now, I have some work to do on that one. I certainly, uh, I've become a, a product of, you know, our, the life with the internet and with cell phones and all. And I'm just so, I can get so upset when things aren't boom. Well, why isn't this working right now? And I will step back and realize, my gosh, 20 years ago, I didn't have any of this capability. (laughs) And, uh, and I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have thought twice about not having whatever it is that I'm upset at that moment about, uh, right away. And so, you know, I have to really work at that myself, as I think probably a lot of us have to. Older people also tend to forget that there's no progress without change. We'll be back after a quick break. The Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. Any organization, any person that isn't moving forward is, in essence, moving backward, Wooden said. And I've always loved this idea, too, the concept of the status quo. If you're maintaining and you're not doing anything to keep moving forward, well, in essence, you're moving backward because everything around you is moving forward or much of what's around you is moving forward. And, of course, while Wooden and I have totally agreed with him, would all would always say that success is not about comparing yourself with others in our world if you want to maintain your level of success you have to keep moving forward and and some of your success is going to be based on how how you are doing what you do compared to others again some of it is and so if you want to move forward You've got to move forward. You can't stop. You can't fall into the trap of settling for the status quo. He, he said the, the line change is inevitable. And then we've heard for years now the additional part to that uh, concept. But growth is optional. And I always love that. You are, there's going to be change. You know, but are you going to grow from the change? Are you going to create the change? Or is or is something going to create the change for you? Uh, I've also liked the quote, if you want to change, change. You know, it, it, don't let change happen to you. Create the change. 
Okay. The issue is, is, well, how fast should the change come? And again, some things, as you work on them, boom, they're going to start to happen for you. But other things, it's going to take time. You still keep working. You still keep climbing. You still keep doing all that you can. But the change, the ultimate change you're after might not happen for quite a while. And I use the term climb. Imagine climbing a mountain. Well, it's not like people who climb Mount Everest, you know, go, hey, I think I'll go up there today. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it takes years, a lot of time training, preparing, then then getting to the place, getting to the base camp. Get, I mean, there's so much that goes on. This is not just a quick thing that happens. And any climb worth climbing is really that way. He pointed to Major League Baseball, business, certain businesses, education, all understanding the concept of paying your dues and working your way up a ladder um, to achieve the success you seek. He, when he's talking about Major League Baseball, he's talking about the farm system. And, you know, you have your single A, double A, triple A. I mean, you want to, you got to climb that ladder. You got to pay your dues and work your way up. For the most part, of course, there are going to be some who, who don't do that. It's one of the things, one of the, you know, problems, I guess, might be too strong a word, but I'll use it. Problems I have with the whole one-and-done attitude and situation that we now see with college basketball and the NBA, uh, how quickly players are just immediately thrust into the NBA, and they haven't paid their dues, I guess, uh, worked their way up. I loved college basketball. I still do, but I loved it you know, 20, 30 years ago when you had four, three and four-year players as the norm. And they and so teams were built, and and you really saw, you know, cultures built and and stayed the way that they had been and that the way they were doing because the seniors were passing on down the values of the program to the juniors, the sophomores, the freshmen, and you built a great culture. But now, with so many of the great players coming in one year and leaving that very next year. It's really hard to get that. And then nowadays, the transfer portal, the whole AAU mentality of I'm just going to go where I can get successful right away. Man, you just don't see that same commitment to that team, that type of team situation. Whereas in college football, you know, there's the three-year uh, commitment that, that I, they have. And I love that because you see a whole lot more you know, culture and um, just being built. Not that the coaches aren't trying to build cultures and that the players who are there aren't. Uh, and let's face it, not everybody's a one and done. But the best players so often are. It just makes it tough to really build that kind of culture that you're after. You know, before success comes patience is what Wooden said. And then he said that for the concept of easy come, easy go, it really is truer than most people even realize or most people think. When we add to our accomplishments the element of hard work over a long period of time, we place a far greater value on the outcome. And so when you finally achieve something that you've been working toward either your whole life or quite a few years or whatever it is, it just feels so much better, so much stronger. When, and so when we have that patience, we have much greater appreciation for the success that we do achieve. All right, I've got some quotes for you. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six quotes for you on this concept of patience. I'll kind of go through these fairly quickly. Patience, this comes from Aristotle. Actually, it was. it's often incorrectly attributed to Jean-Jacques Rousseau. 
But Aristotle is who supposedly said it first, and he said, patience is bitter, but its fruit is sweet. That's a great way to look at it. George Bernard Shaw said, two things define you, your patience when you have nothing and your attitude when you have everything. Oh, I love that. Yeah, your patience when you have nothing, you got to keep, you know, there's that word grinding that I don't always like, but, I, you know, you get it. You got to keep working. You got to keep trying. But then once you do achieve and you've got so much of what you're after, what kind of attitude are you going to display toward others? Napoleon Hill, patience, persistence, and perspiration make an unbeatable combination for success. Love those three Ps, patience, persistence, and perspiration. Daisaku Aikida, a Japanese philosopher and author, said, with love and patience, nothing is impossible. That's so cool. Because when you love what you're doing, when you love others, when you put your passion and your love into something, and you just never give up on it, you stay patient, anything can happen. Uh, Mary Pierce, the former tennis player, said, sometimes things aren't clear right away. That's where you need to be patient and persevere and see where things lead. So there she's combining what we what Wooden talked about at the, at the very start, the concept of the waiting, the patience, but along with it, the perseverance. Keep working through it. And finally, motivational speaker, author, and life coach Tony Gaskins said, Trust the process. Your time is coming. Just do the work, and the results will handle themselves. And I wanted to end with this one because he focused here on something I've tried to teach my players, my son, my students, as much as anything else. Focus on the process. Don't focus on the outcome. So often when we focus on the outcome, you know, we don't focus on doing what we're trying to what we need to do to try to get to the outcome that we're after. And so all we focus on is the prize at the end. But when you focus on the process and doing what needs to be done and take the time to do it the right way, then you have such a better chance at the outcome turning out the way you want it to. And so I've always loved that concept uh, and, and about the process. And I'm sure I'll do some quotes in the future about that concept because I think it, it means so much. So, Well, that's patience. That's mortar element nine. We will hit mortar element number 10 next week. That is the final element. We're going to we're gonna make you a little uncomfortable, some of you probably, with the, the last one. Um, but it is such a key to being successful, and it works right in line with the concept of patience. That's, I'm sure, why I wouldn't put these two uh, up at the top. And then we'll have one final episode after that where we talk about we've made it to the apex of success. And what does that truly mean? So so come back next time when we talk about mortar element number 10 on the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. We will talk to you then. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd please do me a favor and leave a rating and a short review of the podcast, I would really appreciate it. Ratings and reviews help podcasts get in front of that many more listeners. And we want to get as many people exposed to the messages of inspiration and impact through the use of quotes that we cover on this podcast. Also, check us out on slamdunksuccess.com, where you'll find a lot more information to help you become the best you're capable of becoming. I look forward to serving you again next time with another great quote for coaches. Coaches.